0: We do not deserve an audience with the king, but he gives it to us, and so we praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. If you turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 10 to begin today, it's entitled, Believing in the Name. Romans chapter 10, and let's begin in verse 10, Romans chapter 10 in verse 10, for with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, when you think about it, how can that be? You know, how can calling on a name be so powerful? Because it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How could that be? See, calling is more than something that came out of your mouth. See, calling on God is a a recognition. It's an accepting of what that name means and also even an admittance. Yeah, that's the word. (laughs) To what the name describes. See, calling on the name, everybody calls God oh God, oh God, even call Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. But do you really call on him? Are you calling the name of the Lord? Are you calling in in such a manner that you'll be saved? Are you recognizing what this name is, what this name presents or represents, what it describes, what it really means? If we understand that a name means something, therefore this name is a actual position, That you're calling upon. That's what you can call on the name of Christ. And things start to happen. Why? Because it's more than just what we would consider a name. It's a spot. Is that true? Now, now, all names mean something. Before we get down into it seriously, let's go to Samuel. 1 Samuel. Because all names mean something. And it, it helps you to be identified. Now, we're in 1 Samuel chapter 25. Now this is so you'll you know you'll understand the concept of a name. And that's why when you name your children, you name them something that 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 can make sense. And so it says in, in, in 1 Samuel 25, 25. 1 Samuel chapter 25 and verse 25. It says, let not my Lord, this is this is Abigail speaking. Abigail was 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 married to somebody that had an appropriate name. Okay? Now, if you know the story, you know, David was, was, had come with his, 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 uh, his uh, crew and uh, was passing through uh, Nabal's field. And, hey, man, I need to, you know, let me pay you for some things because we got to eat, you know. And Nabal said, who is David? There's a lot of folks out here wandering. And, and so Abigail heard about this. And this is what she said. First Samuel 25, 25. Let not, my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial. So you know... If he's a man of Belial, he, he, he's troubled. He said, even Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, <laughs> and folly is with him. But I, 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 thine handmaiden, saw not the young men of my Lord, whom thou didst send. She was saying, look, I didn't know this was happening. You know, let me, you know she went about to fix it. But Nabal was his name, and folly was his game. And actually, the actual Hebrew word means he's a fool. His name meant fool. Don't name your child Nabal. Because that kind of locks him in. You don't want that to happen, do you? No. All right, all right, amen. Well, see, it means something. And so when you call upon the name of the Lord, it means something. It identifies something. It, 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 it makes us realize who he is and who we are. Let's go to Matthew, if you would. Because Christ was not named arbitrarily. There was a reason why he had the name he had. Because it meant something. And it also identified the position he was in. Amen? Remember, we're trying to figure out, how can you call on the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved? What kind of power is that? So we're going to Matthew, if we would. Matthew chapter 1. This is when the angel was speaking. To Joseph, I believe. Um, and I always admired Joseph. They, people don't talk about Joseph. You know what kind of guy you got to be to be Joseph? Yeah. I mean, you got your patrolled here, and, you know, nice lady, and she walks up to you and tells you that, you know, she's with child, but she's never been with anybody. And, but her child is, is, is uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, conceived by the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know how many lines y'all have heard in a day, but that would have been hard to take. <laughs> that would have been kind of hard to understand. And so, because he was pondering, he was asleep. And he said, man, you know, I really am a good guy and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, put her stuff out on front street. So he was thinking of a way that he could quietly dismiss her because he didn't want to make a show of her. And so the angel came that night and said, and, and she, she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Now, we know that he didn't call him Jesus because Jesus is a a name uh, that came after this conversation happened. Uh, The the, the origin of the name that he called him was called Yahshua because that was the Hebrew origin of the word. Uh, For he shall save his people from their sins. So, okay, whatever this name is, the position or the power is, he, what, will save his people from their sins. Now all his, I'm sorry, all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name, what? Emmanuel, Emmanuel. which being interpreted is God with us. with us. So we see two things here. The two attributes of this name uh, we, is... He will save and he is God with us. So there's power in that name, right? The, this name identifies the power and the, and the position of the individual we're discussing. So we're, we're talking about a Savior. We're talking about God with us. Now, let that sink in. Now we're starting to understand why those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why? Because it's God with us that they're calling, and they're calling on a Savior. Amen? Amen. See, and go, go to Philippians. Go to Philippians. We got to see. It's more, I, I, I don't want people to be confused about all I have to say is Jesus. Because if, if, if you don't know what that is, or who that is, or why that is, then it loses its effectiveness. Mm. He said, I just need you to call me. I gave you a little bit of me so you can know how to call. And so when you call, I don't want you to understand, I want you to understand who you're calling. Uh-huh. Because when, I, when you call me and I respond to you, there's a whole lot that comes with me. Okay. There's a whole lot that come, should come from, from the response that I give you, and you are now obligated to Christ to do the things that a savior would like you to do. We call on Jesus when we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Some people say, Yeshua help us. And when he comes and helps, everything comes with him. Not just the help, but also the obligation. So we, you know, we'll forget about God in the good times. God will barely, hear, he, he, he'll barely get a call. But when things are rough, we are calling him. Why? Because we say there's power in that name. But there's more power in that name when you decide that you understand what that name is and who that man is. So, Philippians chapter 2. It talks about this name. Philippians chapter 2. And let's begin at verse 9, if you would. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. He says, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him, what? A name which is above every name. Why? Because of what the name means and who the name identifies. Amen. Now let's go see who that is. In verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of uh-huh. things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Why? Because it was Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. Yeah. So it, the power of God is with him. And that's why every knee is going to bow, because there's nothing higher than God. Amen. Verse 11 says, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So this name that you are calling is what it is, but it also tells us who we are. When we call, we must admit something. When we call, we must submit to it. When we call, we must understand who we're calling. And that when he helps us, he's going to ask us something. It's just going to require something of us. If you're going to come at me, i love to help you, but stay in a position where help is already there. We go in and out of help all the time. We We go from God help us, and we're with God in the helpville, right? Then we get out of the helpville. We get out there where God told us not to go, doing the things God told us not to do. Help is not over there. But what does God give us an opportunity to do? Call on him. Uh-huh. He said, call on my name, yeah. and I'll come get you and put you back in the help, in the help field. We got to stop leaving help. If we want God to help us 24-7, stop running away from him. Stop deciding that you know more than him. Stop calling on your own name instead of the name of for God. Amen? Amen? See, that name of Christ denotes a position and, and, and that position of Christ was given to him by his Father. And so he said, God with us. Well, somebody had to give us God. Uh-huh. And that was the Father. The Father gave us his Son. And so that's why we can call on him and get the Father's attention. In the name of Jesus, the Father sends everybody. Oh, let's go to Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. When I, I was watching... I wasn't watching, I should say. I was looking at the past sermons. And I wasn't watching them. I was looking how long they were. And all of them started with a one, which meant there was at least an hour, and it was like hour 10, hour 6. And so, amen. We're going to, by God's grace, if it's his will, we're going to, you know, get down to a little... A little more manageable time. Sure help with editing if we get it down to a little (laughs) more time. So be praying for us. But we want to make sure we get this point. Because when he says, you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved, we want to know how that works. And we want to know who we're calling. We want to know why we can call him and who assigned our Savior to us. See, the Father gave Christ to us. And the Father gave him his name. Now we're in Hebrews chapter 1. Let's go to verse 8. Hebrews chapter 1. In verse 8, but unto the Son he saith, and this is the Father, right? right? Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. The Father gave him the kingdom. The Father called him God. So what is more powerful than that? Nothing. That's why you can call on him. And all power of the universe is at our disposal when we understand who we are calling. That's why we call on him in anything. We call on him when things get a little tight, things get a little tough, things get a little great, things get joyful. We call on him because he is there for us forever. And that's why you can call on him and you can be saved. Then he said in verse nine, he talked about why he has this name. He said, thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. So we understand also who this, who this Christ is. He is the creator. The Father used him to create heaven and earth. See, that's why when you call on him, everything in heaven will bow. Everything in earth will bow. Why? Because he created both of them. Do we know that about our Christ? This is why his name is that powerful. This is why his position is that powerful. The Father said, this is your your spot. His name describes his position, and his name describes his power. See, when we claim the name of Christ, we accept all that comes with him. We accept his position. we, We accept his abilities and power, but we also accept his commandment because that's what comes with him. we believe that? And understand this, his word is true, because he said the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And so when I come to help you, I come with my commandments. I come with my management tools. We need these commandments, don't we? If we didn't have his commandments, we'd be all over the map. We'd be like Esau, just wilding out. But he said, no, I'm, when I come, I'm coming with all of this. So don't call my name. And don't expect me not to come with everything. Because I come with the power to save you. I come with the power to maintain you. I come with the power to orchestrate your life in a way where all you will find is the goodness of God. Will you accept that, 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 that name again? Or we just want God to you know, help us now and leave us alone. You know how children, I, they call you when they need money. Uh, Dad, mom, uh, uh, you got $20 you can spare? Now, you ain't heard from them in three weeks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But they call, you know, oh, God, well, all right, here. Then they disappear. We do that to God all the time. God, my foot's hurting. Help me. Oh, I'm sick. I don't know what's wrong. Lord, help me. And God says, okay, well, I'm coming with it all. I'm not just coming with your temporary aid. This is not a stimulus package deal. I'm coming with everything for your eternal life. Yeah. Will you accept me? Yeah. We accept his instructions found in his word as the rule of our lives. That's when you call upon him, you accept that. You, you say, I accept that, Lord. I'm calling on you to help me. And also keep me. And by whatever means you choose to do that, I'm all right with that. When you call on his name, that's what you are saying. Do uh, you believe that? Will you keep calling his name. Mm. Amen. Man, that was, well, he was honest. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just want him to you know, hook me up. Well, God says, look, I do more than that. Because I love you more than that. I want more for you than that. Thank you. And he keeps trying to teach us this. See, we accept that we must have a, a continued experience with him. See, when he comes, he says, "I want to continue this. I don't want it just to be one a week, one day a week." Who wants to be one day a week with God? Yeah, y'all gonna blame it. Wait, well, nobody here today. Look, we got—we can't be one, way, uh, one day a week, children, uh, Christians, because why? You'll lose the power that comes with your with your God. He said, I need you to have a continued experience with me. I want you to be able to to expand your understanding of my name. We gotta gotta want to expand our understanding. Go to Genesis 16 if you would. See, Haggai had an experience. Haggai had an experience. We're having a little trouble with the phone line, it sounds like. Uh, Hagar had an experience. Because she, because she had the experience, guess what? She, she got to know him a little better. She got to know who the, who the name meant. What was the name all about? She, she called on him. But the experience let her see a different aspect of the name that she had heard before. Because she was part of Abraham's house, so you know she heard the name. She know, you know she was about. Uh, 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 she knew about the God of the, of the earth. But her experience taught us something different, and that's why God wants us to have an experience with him and multiple experiences with him. Why? So we would know him better, that we would come closer, that we would understand a little better, and we would be more excited about being with him. In Genesis chapter 16, now you know what happened Oh, old guy, Two women can't live in the same house, and guy was... Acting a little interesting. You know, she thought she had it because you know, she had Abraham's seed. And, and so she started acting like she, did, she wasn't the, 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 the uh, what do you call them? I won't say the mistress was the older lady. That she wasn't the handmaid. You know, oh, you know, you, your job was to, okay, in the morning, you pick this up, do this, do this. Mm, I don't think I'm going to do that today. Why? Because what? I got Abraham's seed. You know, you don't. So she got what? kicked out (laughs) so she was out here she was she she was so bad she left she said I got to get out of this lady this lady is driving me nuts I gotta go in verse 11 we'll pick the account up and the angel of the Lord said unto her behold thou art with child and shall bear a son and shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord hath heard thy affliction so even Ishmael's name meant something now We keep going to verse 12. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And then, because of this experience she had, because she was in the wilderness when this happened. Verse 13 said, And she called the name of the Lord that speaks unto her. Thou God seeth me. For she said, I have, I'm sorry, she said, Have I also here? looked after him that seeth me. She had seen the back of God. Mm -hmm. She had had an experience with God. And she realized, God sees me. So the name was Elroy, the God that sees. Mm -hmm. There was another part of the name, another part of the name. See, God is so big, you can't give him one name. That's why you got to know what he is. And he'll let you see parts of him when you need to see parts of him. And she had an experience that allowed her to see God sees. God heard her prayer. God heard her when she was wrong. God heard her. And God said, I'll take care of you. Matter of fact, that child you have with it it's Abraham's child. So it doesn't matter. He said, I'm going to take care of him. He's not the promised seed, but he's still the seed. And just because he's the seed, (laughs) guess what I'm going to do to him? I'm going to bless him too. And And he told her, you go on back to Abraham's house. And act like you got some sense, and things will be all right. She was so excited that God would stop and talk to her. Can you imagine having that conversation? <laughs> See, if you read the, the account, you'll know this wasn't an angel, as we thought an angel was. This was the one that the name that you call that all men may be saved. He just proved it again here. See, he's the God that sees. He said. Hagar made a a connection through one of the character traits of the Most High. See, God says, Oh, uh, you need to know this about me. So here you go. My name is Erroy. I'm the God that sees. Because why? She needed to know that right then. Amen. See, Moses longed for a deeper relationship, a deeper understanding with God. He he had walked with God, he had talked with God. They have fit days with each other, but he wasn't satisfied because he knew it was more to God than what he understood. Amen. See, the Lord had revealed to Abraham certain aspects of his name, but and, and, and Moses had heard about those things. He had heard about Abraham's experience. He had heard about Hagar's experience, but he knew it was something more, and so he asked God a question. He said, can I see more? Yeah. Now, you, you know this account. Let's go to um, uh, Exodus Let's go to Exodus 6. Let's set this up. Go to Exodus 6. (laughs) He he heard what what Abraham called him because Abraham needed to know that aspect of the character. He needed to know that piece of the name. But it was something more. And as a matter of fact, in Exodus 6, God was introducing him to the fact, it's more to me than what Abraham told you. Uh Mm -hmm. Exodus chapter 6 in Verse 2. Verse 2. Exodus 6, verse 2. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name God Almighty. But but my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. They didn't need to know Jehovah. They needed to know him as El Shaddai. They needed to know the God Almighty. And so they needed that. But now Moses needed more because he was going into a different circumstance. So God said, let me show you a little bit else about who I am. Amen? Amen? Amen. And then stay in Exodus uh, Exodus 33. See, they didn't know him. Abraham didn't know him as Jehovah, the self-existent one. He didn't know him by that, but he knew God, because we have proof of it. He said, Abraham was God's friend. And so as much as Abraham could take, God gave it to him. Uh But now Moses needed more. And he longed for more. Because he was going to experience things that Abraham never experienced. And so he said, God said, I got a little bit more of me. I'm going to show you something. God is so nice to us. You can say the same thing to God tonight if you want to. Just like Moses said. Let's go to Exodus 33. You can say this same thing. You can ask God. Show me who you are. Show me more of you. And God will answer you just like he did in Exodus 33. Beginning at verse 17, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this, and that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. See, God knew Moses by name. I know you say, well, he knows everybody. No, it's different. He knows everybody's name, but he knows you by name because he named Moses. He put Moses in a position. See, the name, they they knew each other because the the name Moses was a position that he put him in. Does that make sense? That's why he said, I know your name, Moses. I know who you are. I know your character. Therefore, I'm going to show you more of me. Anybody want to see more of him? And verse 18 says, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy to whom, on whom I will show mercy. He said, I'm not going to show everybody what I'm going to show you because I know you, though, Moses. I know you and I want you to know this because I got some things I need you to do and you're going to need to know who I am in a way that most people don't need to know. He said, I'll, be, I'll show who I want to show. And that's something else we got to know about God. God is not confined to our feelings or our wishes. He said, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. You mad at God about that? No, I'm not, Pastor Shaw. I'm not mad at God like that. We need to stop acting like it. You know, God can, can do anything He wants to do, and He's right. Yeah, yeah. Just because we don't understand why He does things right. doesn't right. make Him wrong. Right. Doesn't make us have the ability to come and talk to Him and, about what He is doing. Lord, I need to talk to you because, you know, you ain't acting right. I know people who do that. Just because our little pea brain can't understand the infinite. We actually will question God's methods. Amen. How dare we, a speck of dust, talk to the Creator as if he, he is our equal? Or yeah. well, worse than that, that we're his equal. Yes. But oh Moses was his friend. Yes. Because Moses had submitted himself a long time ago. Moses had talked to him, and Moses had walked with him. That's a huge difference. We can hear God, but not do God. And then we want the, the rewards of, 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 of being doers of his word. But Moses was. And so when he asked this question, and, and God said, of course, Moses. Let's go to Exodus 34. Of course I'll tell you this. Of course I'll show you this. Let me show you. Because what was really going on was this. Moses was confused. Moses knew how powerful God was. Uh-huh. He knew how, 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 how gracious he was how long-suffering he was, but he didn't understand how he could put up with these knuckleheads. He said, what part of you sees through that? He said, oh, you need to know that part of me. Let's go to Exodus 34. And verse 6, Exodus 34, verse 6, and he said, and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed. Now, he was proclaiming his name. The Lord, the Lord God. Now. Abraham, I mean uh, Moses knew that then he started breaking it down a little bit to him he said when you call my name this also comes with me mm-hmm. he said merciful and gracious long suffering and abundant in goodness and truth yes. keeping mercy for thousands yes. forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin yes. and that will by no means clear the guilty so I, he said look I have all this goodness, of all this mercy, but I do have a judgment. And I do want you to know that about me. Amen? Amen. Yes. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children Amen. and upon the children's children and to the third and fourth generation. He said, I'm a generational God. I can fix your family. Yes. He said, Moses, you got a bunch of folks out there, and a lot of them ain't coming to the, won't make it to the kingdom, but their children will make it there. He said, but that's the kind of God I am. And so Moses got some hope. Now, let me show you how Moses responded to giving more of God. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. It was overwhelming what God had showed him about himself, his name. He said, yeah, you've been calling me this name. This is, I got some more names. I got, I, got, you know, I got a name, but I got a lot of subsets under here. I got a lot of A's and B's and, and ones and A uh, under one. and I got, I'm got i so big, you can't take all of me at one time. You barely knew me as Jehovah, and that helped you. But I, now I'm gracious and I'm merciful. I'm long-suffering. I'm forgiving. I'm a God of judgment. I, 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 he, he said, take some more of this. And when I get through, Moses, this still ain't all of me. See, one day it's going to be so wonderful that we're going to be sitting. With him. And we get to see all of it. And we're going to be just like Moses. Uh, God's going to have to tap us on the shoulder. Because we're going to be bowed. And be like, oh Lord, Lord, Lord. Full of goodness and truth. See, that's why the 24 elders all day long says, holy, holy, holy. Mm. That's why the four beasts say, holy, holy. They they see it. It, it, That's all that can come out of them. They see this magnificent God and what he truly is. Yes. God says, if you want to know me, ask me. Mm. Because all you know is I'm a very present help in time of trouble. That's yes, just he is. part of me. Yes, he, is. he said, I need you to know me about some, uh, on a, f- a few other points. Mm. See, God gave Moses a deeper understanding of who he was. And the understanding only came because of a desire to know more we got to have a desire to know more about his name, about who he is. See, a desire to walk more with Christ. You're not going to know him if you don't walk with him. If you don't have a desire, you get this minimal name. Yeah, I know God. How many people you walk and say, I know God? Yeah, Yeah, I, I serve God. You can't serve what you don't know because you don't even know how to serve him. And Moses found out a little bit more that day. So his whole worship service changed. See, he worshiped because he was almighty. He worshiped because he was self-existent. Now he's worshiping because he's merciful. See how all your life changes the more you know about him? You stop questioning him. You stop worrying. You stop asking questions. You say, oh, he is merciful, thank you. You stop being like the disciples on the boat and say, don't you care we perish? You'll you'll never let that come out of your mouth again because now you know a little bit more about who he is. Of course he cares you perish. If he didn't, you wouldn't be here right now. See, a true belief in the name of the Lord requires a better understanding of him. We see that? Uh, Who he is and and what comes, it only comes with experience. Your experience with him is how you get to know more of him. And the name, See, we believe in a name. See, right now we're trying to believe in a name we don't know. We don't get into uh, conversations and and, 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 uh, 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 conflicts with people about, oh, his name is this, his name is this, his name is this. I want to know who he is. What is his name? I know one thing, his name is not found in a word. His name is found in who he is. And we can't handle all he is, but we need to know more about him. So we know he's Jehovah. We know he's El Roy. We know he's El Shaddai. We know he's, he, he, he's uh, Jehovah Rafi. We, we, we know these names, but, but that's just a sliver of who he is. Yes. And you wouldn't know that if you hadn't had an experience with him. Mm. So the more experiences we have with him, the more broader our understanding becomes. Right. Let's go back to Romans 10. A true belief in his name requires a better understanding, and that understanding only comes with experience. It only comes with experience. I can't emphasize that enough. You can't stay on the sideline and know God. And we're living in a time where you gotta know him now. You gotta know what his name is. You gotta know how to believe in him. You gotta know how to worship him. You gotta know that he is, you gotta know more about him. So your confidence level will come up. Because if you really knew who he was, you would never be afraid. There would be no news report that would make you afraid. Why? Because you know who has the power. And you know who is your father. You know where the house is. You know where your chair in the house is. You know where the room in the house is. He said, I fixed you a house. I fixed you. Hey, you, you sit there. If you really believe God is with you, why are you afraid? He said, fearful things will come, but don't be afraid. Why? Because I am the solution. Get, get to know me, and you'll, I'll put you right in the room of solution. I'm not saying that there's, it, there's nothing to on our part to do, but I know one thing. He'll give you the instructions to do it. They come on, oh, 15 billion people just died. And you will believe that before you realize there's not 15 people, billion people on Earth. Uh, fear. Uh. But when you know God, you will not fear. He said, fear thou not. Why? Why well, I'm with thee. Do you know why? If he's with you, why you shouldn't be afraid? Because all power in heaven and earth is his. So whatever you're seeing, whatever you are hearing, whatever power you are taking in from the earth, it belongs to him. Isaiah says, I created evil. Y'all believe that? Because anything opposite of me is evil. And if it exists, it's mine. Amen. So why are you afraid of evil? Your father said, I got that covered. Thank you. But don't be stubborn and rebellious. If you're acting, asking God to help listen for the instructions and perform the doing of it, yes. God comes, uh, we always say, mi- sometimes miracle comes with instructions. Lord, I'm, I got this disease, I got this illness, I got this problem, I got this. He said, I know you got all, but, but you got to listen to me Amen. and believe that I am. Come back and visit me from time to time. Let me show you the family album. When you like to go to God's house and, and he opens the first page is Adam? Oh, this, is, this, this great-great-daddy Seth. This is Uncle Abraham. This is your family. And if you can look back in his word, that's why the devil tries to separate you from his word. If you look back at his word, you will see the family album. And you'll see how God is and what he is. You might not have had the experience of Adam, but you can benefit from that experience if you believe you're part of the family. What is your name is the question. We know his name. What's your name? Are you named after the Most High? Are you still out here? guess I can't say that, not during this time. Are we still out of here under someone else's name? I really wanted to say that, but God said no, so I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> are we part of the family of God? Then why are we afraid? Did he part the Red Sea? Why did he do that? Because they needed to get to the other side. Did, did, he, did he say, let there be light? And there was light? Yes. Did he say, let me make the sun? Let me make the moon? Is it still there? Yes. Okay. Uh, what else? Let's see. Did he, did he tell Elijah? He said, yet yeah, put water all on that, <laughs> uh, on that altar. Challenge those 800 and so uh, a, a priests of the devil. He said, do that, because I need to show y'all who I am. He said, they have forgotten me, Elijah. Let me give, let me give you an opportunity to let them know who I am. When Christ walked the earth, he said, he said, Father, I'm only talking out loud. I haven't forgotten who you are, but they have. And he said, Lazarus, get up. This is the same God who is trying to show you his name today. He's trying to show you who he is today. He's inviting you to know that you don't need to be afraid of anything. I am your father. Mm. OK. That's a, when, he's, when he uses that term you all need to spend some time and look up what father means mm. not what father has been mm-hmm. but what father means mm. he is the provider yeah, yeah. he is the protector yeah. he is the instructor yeah. he is the disciplinarian yeah. <laughs> hey, we know about that one don't we yeah. he's the belt carrier yeah. he's all of that but he's all tied up those things are all tied up in the word love father loves his family yes. you have children if someone came with your children mm-hmm. fathers what would you do Protect them. nothing would stop you from protecting them yes. why do you think your father in heaven wouldn't do the same thing and he got he has the ability Thank you. Thank you. Amen. he doesn't need to go to the garage he doesn't need to reach under the, the glove <laughs> the, the, the car seat he doesn't need to, 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 to look in the trunk he just said speak Leave my children alone. Yes. Yes. And every power in the universe falls back as they've been shot by a shotgun. We are fumbling around looking for our weapons, and we got the greatest weapon in the universe that I disclose. With, Amen. If we would just accept it. Because what comes with God is power, but also what comes with God is love. and comes with God is graciousness. But it also comes with a, 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 a road map to success. And we need to start walking that road map. Amen. Romans chapter 10. Let's go back to Romans 10. We started out in Romans talking about how in the world could you call a name and it be so powerful. Mm. But now we learn why, but now let's go back to Romans 10 and pick it up at verse 14. How then shall they call upon him whom they have what? Not believe. How can they call on one they have not experienced? Mm. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And that's a, that, that, that's a, that's a point that people need to really kind of get. I'm really tired of people saying they're spiritual. Amen. I'm tired of people saying that, that uh, God talks to me. You better make sure that that is the God of the heaven and earth. And not the God of the planet. Amen. He can make you feel good. Yes. He can he can say things that sound like Jesus. Mm. Why? Because you don't know Jesus. Okay. We talked about this uh, I think Wednesday night. If you don't know the real, the counterfeit gets you every time. Yeah. But if you know the ca- you know the real. The counterfeit stands out like a sore thumb. And you like, oh, man, you that that ain't that's not God. You know he'll come in his little God outfit on you know. The ones that we've been trained, you know, the white suit, you know, with the long beard and the melodious voice, Mm -hmm. we automatically think that's that's, that's Christ. Mm -hmm. And so whatever comes out of his mouth, what do we say? Oh, that's good. That's the Lord. You ever heard anybody do that? Have you ever done it before? Why? Because you didn't experience Christ, so you don't know who he is. Christ walked in here. If he walked in here looking like he did while he walked on earth, well, we might recognize him. But the vast majority of people who call themselves Christians would kick him out to church. Christ was an interesting fellow. He said he, he had nothing about him that make you would des- make you desire him. He wasn't a pretty boy. I guarantee you he didn't have blue eyes. Amen. The region was wrong. Amen. But if you know him by name, then you know who he is and when he comes. And more importantly, you'll know when he's not him. Amen. It's time for us to know when it's not him. Yes. But if you know him, great. But when it's not him, you ought to know that too. Yes. But he said you got to hear with a, from a preacher. And, you, and it goes on to talk about you know, he, a preacher has to be what? Has to be sent. Sent by who? God. The God you said you know his name. Yes. How do you know if a preacher's sent if you don't know the God who sent him? Mm-hmm. Because you out here being spiritual. I don't need no church. Church is no good. Why did God develop it even after the resurrection? How come God put it together? He said, you need a body And the body needs to be structured as I told you I was structured, because you are going to get lost out here. There was only a handful of people in the entire Bible who could walk without a home church. And most of them started churches. (laughs) Wow. Unless you want to be Paul or think you bad as Paul. Maybe you bad as Timothy. Maybe Maybe you are. Maybe you know God so much. And you're going to go home, and I don't need to be nowhere. I'm just going to hang out. Me and God are going to hang out. What's going to happen is not going to be pretty. Go ahead and experience the instructions of God and see how God can bless you. Amen? Amen. Verse 17 says So then faith cometh by hearing, mm-hmm. and hearing by the word of God. Moses and Abraham and Job and Joshua and all the prophets sought daily a better understanding of the name. They wanted to know more of the attributes of God. They they, they listened for the voice. Do you listen for the voice of God? They studied the written word and most of all, they observed to do what they heard and what they read. That's the experience that lets you know about the name. He said, I-, I need you to believe in the name, but I need you to know who the na- what, what the name is. Instead of us trying to find out the correct pronunciation of these things, find out who I am. And we can't find who he is until we walk with him. until he- he talk- He's already talked to us, hasn't he? Yes. Has God given you instructions you thumbed your nose up at? Yes, yes Pastor yes. Shaw, yesterday. Yes. Yes. He said, but you're missing out on the experience the beauty of it, the wonders, the wonderful power of me. You're missing it, not because I don't want to give it to you. It's because you're just going to refuse it. Who has convinced us, or the Bible says, who has bewitched us to believe an untruth? Who has caused us to miss the, the wonderful experience of God? We've got to stop pointing the finger at the devil and start saying, you know what, we made that decision. God was so kind to us to give us the instructions, and we decided to let the devil take us in that direction. we got to stop saying the devil is busy. Amen. We should be saying we are lazy. Amen. Because with God, all things are possible. Yes. And if we're having trouble achieving something, you better ask God and say, Lord, uh, Lord I'm out of line. Where, where do I need to stand? He said, well, I told you these three things I need you to do. Can you start there? God's not in, in really get in giving you new instructions when you hadn't obeyed the old. Because the old will give you, will lead you right to the new instruction, which will lead you to another one and another one. God is a wonderful teacher. It's precept upon precept not book upon book, not chapter upon chapter, precept upon precept, principle upon principle, yeah. line upon line, here a little and there a little. Accept that. If you don't accept that, you'll never know God. Mm. If you want God to come down in volumes of books, you'll never know Him. Mm. He doesn't do it that way. Jeremiah 11, we're closed. Jeremiah chapter 11. He made a promise for those who know his name. Because he tried this before. He, he tried it with Israel. He said, you want to know my name, he, come here. Stand around this mountain. I want to show you my name. And what did they do? Oh, no, we don't want any name. We'll take your representative. And God says, all I wanted to do was show him who I was. And and share me with them, and, and make them happy, and make them powerful, and make them all that I wanted them to be. I wanted them to be my new Adam. I loved Adam. I gave Adam all. Adam turned his back on me, but I still loved Adam. Matter of fact, right after he turned his back on me, I said, Adam, I got a plan, but you got to follow it. If you want to get back home, you got to follow it. What happened if you were lost in the woods? And how many of us, if we get lost, if somebody dropped us off in the woods, woods, we'd be in trouble. And they might be able to drop you off on some streets, and you probably find your way home. Let's say you got dropped off in the woods in the middle of the night. And And somebody came along and said, I can get you back home. Would you take, would you follow him? You, you follow him. You'd be so desperate and so lonely and afraid. You'd follow it. Well, when God met you in the wilderness, why didn't you follow him? Mm. Mm. That's all right, Lord. I'm find my own way back. You know, bears over here, snakes over here, possums and in the, in the raccoons. See, y'all don't know about the about the country. There's a lot of stuff out there. But God says, "You, I found you." Book of Psalms says, "I found you in a waste, howling wilderness. Why don't you just let me lead you home?" Yes, yes, yes. Because that's what he does. Yes. That's what a father does. Come on, son, you're lost. Come on, let's come on home. Mm-hmm. But in, in Jeremiah eleven, he said this in verse three. Jeremiah chapter eleven, in verse three, it says, "And say thou unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Cursed be the man." that obeyeth not the words of this covenant. See, when, when you call on God, the covenant comes with it. The agreement. You know, if you be willing and obedient, you need to go to the land. All that comes. But curse be the man who won't obey the covenant. Now, that's another thing you won't be able to get around. Amen? You won't be, get, you won't be able to get around that. So, but you don't want to be cursed, do you? So let's keep reading. He said, which I commanded your fathers in the day that I brought them forth out of the land of Egypt from the iron furnace, saying, Please obey my voice and do them according to all which I command you. So shall ye be my people, and I will be your God, that I may perform the oath which I have sworn unto your fathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey as it is this day. Then answered I and said, So be it, O Lord. Will we answer the day, so be it, O Lord? Will we say, yes, Lord, and and all that you say we will do? We need to know more about his name, who he is. And the only way to do that is to obey his voice. Walk with him. Moses found out he was bigger than he thought he was. And Moses thought he was pretty big you know we will always have more to learn of him. Do you want to learn more? Do you want the covenant agreement that he's going to bring with him? He comes with a contract signed in blood, Mm -hmm. ratified by Christ himself. He said, I'm so happy you called me. Mm. I've been waiting on your call. Mm. You know like old grandmama? when y'all eventually called her? (laughs) Oh, baby, it was so good to hear from you. God is kind of the same way. I'm glad you called. I've been waiting. But because part of me is long-suffering, I've been just waiting a long time. I'll wait on you. Why are we out here in the wilderness unnecessarily? He says, just come, and I will teach you who I am. And then you know you can start believing in my name. You know that you'll be able to be saved by just calling my name. And wouldn't it be nice when you call him, you know who you call him? Yeah. Instead of just saying something that your grandmother said. Because yeah. I remember we were little, we, we would do it, we would actually, you know, we would perform. We'd make little plays, We, you know, and, all, and every play had some old church person in it. Because that was who was in our lives. You always had some old church person. And we would play until we got caught playing. Yeah. You know, we'd have a skill. Oh, Jesus did. Oh, Jesus did. You know, we would we, be imitating the people with testimonies at the church. Uh, yeah. You know, there's always been interesting people giving testimonies in church yeah. since there was a church. Yeah. That's why Corinthians had to be written. They yeah. said, y'all, sit out." <laughs> he said, you don't have anything to say. <laughs> in the body don't say nothing. If it's out of order, don't be out here speaking in tongues and there's no interpreter, just be quiet. Amen. So it's not just us. Amen. It's not just today. Yeah. But we would be playing like that. And One day we got caught. And a lady said, you don't know who Jesus is. If you did, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put his name like that in vain. Mm. And you know what? She was right. We didn't do that anymore. And I'm so glad somebody stopped us we need to start taking the name seriously by walking and experiencing him. Ask him. He'll give you more of him. And then you'll finally realize why you can call on his name and be saved. That word of prayer.